Hello, friends. You know what time it is, that magical time to find your balls. My name is Jeff Stuckey in shotgun position. I could actually drive today, I think. I think you could. Let's give it a shot. We'll see how far it goes. <laughs> yeah, maybe too soon to tell. And Greg Allen, hands on the wheel, driving as usual. And so this will be a semi, uh, how, how do you say that? Not semi-annual. This will be a somewhat regular segment mm -hmm. of the program, which I will call Small Talk with the rocket man. Oh no. <laughs> I think the, the universal response to Greg Allen, small talk with Greg Allen has been phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I found another element that, uh, I, well, first off, I was really thankful. You pointed out that small talk needs to be shallow because that's where I'd messed up for cool. 20 or 30 years. Glad I could be helpful. Well, I learned something else. Oh, okay. Because I practiced it on my daughter on our trip, our 10 hour trip to Louisiana. <laughs> um, yeah, I practiced it, and uh, she's, at the end of my first trial, she goes, oh, okay, Dad, um, not only is it shallow, but it has to be short. It has to be a lot shorter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. can't be 20 minutes. Yeah, it's kind of like, just tell me what time it is. Don't tell me how to build a fucking watch. Yeah. That's fair. You but went for, for 20 minutes? Well, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, bro. Wow, okay, that seemed, okay. And I didn't really get the whole story in. I was kind of weaving, and I, I forgot which tangent I was on when she interrupted me, but... It's, like, it's so interesting because you don't seem tangential to me. You seem like you're just like well in and out, but you are practicing. Yeah, and when I say tangent, that would be to the I don't know, the casual observer. I know exactly where that's going. It didn't take a right. Just right, go, right, right. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. I just got to weave it back in. Engineer level detail is where yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. fair. All right. So, what do you got for us today in uh, this well, segment yeah. of small talk with the Rocket Man? <laughs> Well, I think it's good enough for me just to tell you what happened during the week. You know, little things that oh, happened. Is dude, that that seems appropriate? Fuck yes, because okay. the things that happened to you are so bizarre, you can't make them up. I, I know. I just because you life. tell me these stories, and I'm like, there's no fucking way that that happened. But then immediately I think, and yet there's no way you could have made that. Uh, up. No, and it, so I'm. Full of anticipation because I'm certain we're about to experience one of those things. All right. Well, there were a couple of them, but the one that's most um, unlikely to have be, been scripted okay. <laughs> uh, that happened. So I guess it, it was raining for a few days. I didn't get to drive my car to work. I'm taking the, the truck and it's, it's cool. But this day the sun was out, you know, so I took the convertible out and I'm going to work and uh, rounding the curve, coming up to a, a light and I, I reached out. So I got it turn on some good music here, you know? So I reached down and, and, uh, hit a harder rock station, you know, and cranked it up and ZZ top comes on. She's got legs. Oh, hell yeah, man. Yeah. That's, well, that's all. And I'm in the mood and everything, but just as soon as Billy Gibbons sings that, <laughs> this guy rolls up next to me on a wheelchair, a double amputee. And he looks <laughs> over at me, you know? And so I, I, it wasn't on me, really. I reached over, turned down a little bit, and just did a little two-finger wave off my forehead, you know, like, Please morning. tell me <laughs> that every detail of this story is true. I, that's exactly how it happened. And it was the briefest of eye contact. I couldn't have done more, you know. <laughs> right. I, and I'm, I'm usually very, I, I talk to the guys that, you know, that want money at the intersections, you know, and we talk until they finally say, dude, I, I'm working today. Can you keep moving? The light's I'm been green. The so, <laughs> how, I don't understand how you find yourself 
in almost an infinite number of these scenarios. Yeah. You know, part of it is I I try to um, immerse myself in the fringes of the ecosystem. So like those parts I, I understand. That that I get. Okay. That part I've known about you for a very long time. That's right. But just the serendipity of <laughs> you reaching <laughs> down and turning the radio up. Yeah. And some god somewhere said play the song legs. I know. <laughs> and and this yeah. song is uh, this story is as tragic as it is hysterical i'm yeah. conflicted about laughing at i know it. i know and that's you have ten thousand of those stories that are as heartbreaking as they are hysterically funny mm-hmm. anyway yeah you, you got to be compassionate you know and, and roll with it if you can help you help if you <laughs> and the you, two finger just that was i i, I was just thinking I, I fucking don't know like there's no handbook for that like, i know i mean i knew the big what's the statistical wave? probability of that occurring like oh yeah I'm, i mean zero right yeah yeah getting struck by lightning <laughs> while running a marathon Dude, you know buy some fucking lottery tickets <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay that's fan okay this concludes our episode of small talk with the rocket man <laughs> and it most certainly did not disappoint <laughs> all right so what, what do we got going today all right well here's something that's been on my mind i i talked to uh, a couple of guys recently and Somebody brought up that uh, that their job was was taxing on them, and uh, and he said, "Yeah, I haven't seen my kids for three weeks. You know, this job has been keeping me on the road three fucking weeks. Three weeks. I don't know if and, that's tragic or awesome. <laughs> well, no, it's a bad <laughs> is thing. That, okay, I yeah. mean, I, there's something inside of me that says yes, that is absolutely wrong. But then there's this little part of me that's like, but anyway, but I'll." <laughs> Yeah, and and you know, I I guess by the time I acquired all of my children, <laughs> they were uh, you know five, six, teenagers, something like that. So it's like I didn't have the time where they require hundred percent attention. That it might be good to actually be away for a few days, you know. Um, and they didn't really want to be around me in the early days anyway, so it was all right. So it's kind of built into the system. For yeah. You, so that's kind of nice. But to to hear of a guy that gets married has several kids, you know, still in in his late 20s, and then to not see him and to be out making money so he can provide good things for him, he even went on to justify that. You sure, know? right, right. And it just, it made me think, where, at what point did you sit down and uh, organize your priorities and make decisions based on that? I mean, did you say, I want to have a wife and kids and I would like to be away from them for most of every month, you know, and just see them a weekend or two? Out of the month. I don't know. Did he make that choice? Yeah, that's interesting. I and while you were saying that, I was thinking there was a time where I, I probably enjoy public speaking as much or more than I do therapy. Um, and so I was putting an equal amount of emphasis on public speaking and and my therapy practice, and you know. You, I mean, if you're going to do public speaking, you got to travel. Yeah. yeah. And at the time, my kids were, I don't know, seven, five, and two, something like that, maybe. Um, But it's interesting because initially, I didn't do any evaluation of that. Mm -hmm. I just was like, okay, for me, 
public speaking, whatever. Like it, it was the thing that had been one had been reinforced, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're, you're good at public speaking, but, and as embarrassing as this is to say, I didn't even calculate the fact that I was going to be away from my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I probably did that for, uh, I don't know, two years maybe. Um, and that, and that wasn't, I mean, I, it wasn't like I was gone all the time, but I'd yeah. travel a fair amount. Um, fucking sucked, man. Oh, no. I mean, it's just like, for me, it was like, I miss my kids. Yeah. And this yeah. is before FaceTime and, oh, you know, yeah. that kind of shit, which I can't imagine. I mean, I do teletherapy. I don't like it, but, <laughs> um, I do it. And there's just no comparison between teletherapy and, and in office therapy. Yeah. And so, but then you think about the bond that you have with your children. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, let's just run that through FaceTime kids. Is that cool with you? Great. So, um, <laughs> so I can appreciate both sides of that. I can appreciate just pursuing things just kind of on a subconscious level, like never really assessing, okay, what is it that I value about this? You know, because my values were in conflict. Mm -hmm. I really want to do public speaking. And, but then didn't even assess the reality of being away from my kids. Yeah. And then it was like, I lost a fair amount of time with my kids um, to learn that, mm -hmm. which kind of sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you figured out quickly though <laughs> you can say quickly yeah. yeah but it's still which you know i'm glad i learned you know i'm glad i learned that mm -hmm. right you know mm -hmm. like okay i don't want to fucking do this mm -hmm. and i had the opportunity to just focus on you know building my private practice and that would keep me close to home obviously you know just in the office mm -hmm. um and that you know, I have no regret about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. and now that my youngest has just graduated from high school and he's off to college, it's like, oh, fuck, I get to do, <laughs> some, you know, I get to do yeah. some stuff for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I can appreciate that conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And actually that I'm at that point in my life and that's kind of messing me up because because I stopped the things that I like to do that required me to be away whenever we had children. Um, and I, it wasn't a big sacrifice to where it's like, oh, I don't get to do what I want. It's just like, because in the in the space industry, you kind of had to move where the contract was. Mm. You know, it's not like, and Evansville wasn't a big place for a lot of the space programs. Right. <laughs> but, uh, and I still had options to move to wherever the next big project was. But it's like, no, that's, it didn't even, the money didn't even matter. You know, it's just, and then I was able to find a job that still fit into aerospace, even though it wasn't right on the cutting edge. But it was, it was easy enough then to say, okay, I'm not going to go there. I, I need to stay here and be with my family. But now that they're on their own, they have their own families. And sure, I want to see my grandkids and stuff. But again, I can't do that 24-7. It's like, what do I, what do I like to do? What do I want to do? What, if, if the whole thing was open to me, what would I choose? You know? Yeah, and a lot of this as it harkens back to our conversation with Tommy last week, you know, the, I just, I'm thinking of him talking about his kind of, you know, 
what triggered his self evaluation, mm-hmm. and for him, it took you know ending up in a ditch, half naked, not knowing where the fuck his car was. Yeah, and like, okay, maybe I need to reevaluate some things here. But the other thing that I thought was interesting because he was talking about kind of at the pinnacle, you know, of his professional life, um, you know, he equated it to the Wolf of Wall Street and yeah. just, you know, that life. And I asked him the question at the time, you know, when you're snorting coke and doing the things that you were doing, were you aware of how unhappy you were? Mm-hmm. And his response to that was he didn't know like a fuck. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, in hindsight, I could, he could look back on yeah. it and say, those are not the behaviors of a happy person. But at the time, at least it wasn't obvious to him. Right. And I think what this speaks to is the fact, you know, as we've talked about, innumerable times, one of the primary conflicts for men is our only orientation to reality is success, power, achievement, right? Set a goal, achieve a goal, set a new goal. Mm-hmm. And it, and then disconnected from vulnerable emotions, you know, yeah. and the number of times that I've talked to guys, whether it be in my therapy practice or guys that we've you know, encountered through man made, it's like, it takes a lot for us to fucking (laughs) self-evaluate. Yeah. Yeah. And to really sit down and think, am I, how close to the life that I want to be living? Am I actually living? Right. But then it's also just like that question, like, Asking Tommy, so you're snorting coke, you're hanging out with prostitutes, you're doing all of those kinds of things. Were you aware of how unhappy you were? It's like, mm, I don't know. (laughs) So it's almost like for us as men, it's like we've got these two strikes against us that success, power, achievement, right? So you're you're just constantly, you know, I've got to be successful. Mm-hmm. And that requires me to be a pow- to be powerful and to achieve. Mm-hmm. And then once I achieve a goal, then I set a bigger goal, that, that sort of thing. And then we're just fucking disconnected emotionally. Yeah. yeah. And, and not even the guys to talk to and not the language to have to talk to them about it, you know, to say, hey, I don't feel right about this. And if you ask <laughs> a guy, hey, man, you know, how are you? Good. <laughs> you know, it's like we don't even – we don't even reflect at all. Yeah. Like, well, how am I? Like, what, what the fuck does that even mean? What are you talking mm. about? We don't even, oftentimes we don't even have the capacity to assess within ourselves what that even means. And just by default, we're good. I'm fine, man. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm fine. Right, right. And it's, then it, tragically takes something mm-hmm. like Tommy's ditch incident mm-hmm. or your yeah. arrest and <laughs> sitting in jail. Yeah. It almost takes something that traumatic to knock us out of that. 
and kind of shake our heads out of the days and say, I don't want to fucking be living this life. Right. And I'm, in my experience, I was given several chances prior to sitting in a jail cell. You know, it's like I could have, uh, you know, woken up, you know, before that, months before that, a year before that. I, I can point back to times. So the, the question is, is what, what does it take for a guy to stop, you know, and reevaluate or to evaluate, period, what's going on? You know, does it take the ditch experience or are you sharp enough to pick up on the early warning signs? You know, I've been hitting these guardrails a lot. Let me stop and think. And and admitting I don't have the words for this. I, I've never done this before, but I'm going to try it out, you know. And for me, mine was a bass backwards version of that, <laughs> right? Because my life had just been so religious, mm-hmm. you know like that evangelical Christian God will send your worthless sinner ass to hell forever and watch you burn and like it. Or you get to go to Disney world. (laughs) (laughs) Have I talked about not wanting to live forever? That fucking stresses me out. Living forever. Yes. Well, I guess so. Do you, are you excited about that? No. No, <laughs> I'm trying to get as much as I can in the fourth quarter here. No, I'm saying like, but you're going to die. Like your yeah. belief system says you're going to die and then you're going to go live forever. Oh, you're talking about it. And yeah, yeah. no, no. I don't that, fucking need that. Can't every, I just be done? Done? Like, yeah. poof. Uh, oh, looky there. It would be so nice if it were that way for you. It is for me. <laughs> I mean, it I'm would be, you, bro. I'm <laughs> going back into the universe. Anyway, somewhat of a digression, but breaking out of all of that, you know, at 42 years old where I'm like, I'm breaking up with religion. Mm-hmm. Mother fuck. You want to know how hard that was? I was there with you. <laughs> I Dude, saw it. <laughs> like, well, I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm death sentencing myself. Like, <laughs> I'm going to piss off the creator of the universe. And my point in that is making that change mm-hmm. comes like it ain't fucking easy. Oh, no. And I think that's why oftentimes it takes some kind of a trigger, like some traumatic event mm-hmm. for a guy to like fuck his life up royally before he really does that self-evaluation. Is there any way we can stop sooner? <laughs> I, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I hope there is. I yeah. mean, I, I there's there are ways to do it, but we'd have to hear it. You know, the Dunning-Kruger effect, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And men are like, you want to talk about fucking guilty of that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, we won't even stop and ask for fucking directions. <laughs> now... <laughs> GPS has solved that shit for us. So even when you don't want to know, it's telling you. Yeah, except when that shit's buffering and you're like downtown Chicago and can't get a (laughs) fucking signal. But I mean, you know, so for for us, and and again, that goes back to you know our number one conflict: success, power, achievement. Right. So for me to say I don't know something is Mm -hmm. to give power away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't fucking know what the the fuck are we talking about? So then that goes against this only orientation 
to reality. And you, I, this kind of sounds like woo-woo talk, you know, because we're kind of in the psychological realm, and it's like, mm. orientation of reality, what the fuck is that? You know, which I would have said that too. But it's like, that that is your construct. That is your matrix. Mm-hmm. That is the way that you see the world works. And unplugging from that. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, the matrix, go fucking watch it. And it's not a goddamn sci-fi. It's a documentary. And if you, at the end of it, you're like, what the fuck was that? Watch it again. (laughs) And at the end of that, if you're like, what the fuck was that? Watch it again. And you keep watching it until you're like, holy fuck. That's the story of my life because it perfectly illustrates this idea of this construct that we're talking about, success, power, and achievement, right? That just becomes the lenses in which I see the world. Yeah. There is nothing else. This Mm. is, and then when some podcast talks about this woo-woo shit, it's Mm. like, then my resistance to that kicks in, and it's like, that's fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why for men... Oftentimes, it takes on somewhat of a catastrophic event. Mm-hmm. And where I see it the most is men getting in trouble with their wives, and then that's when they come see me, right? Because mm-hmm. there's not many men that wake <laughs> up first thing in the morning and say, do some therapy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think I, it's time for me to take a look in the mirror because the eye cannot see itself. Yeah. Nope. 1% it. of my clients are guys <laughs> like that. That's an overstatement, but not by much. And the rest of them are, well, my wife said I had to come see you, mm-hmm. right? And so they get in some problem in their relationship mm-hmm. where they're trying to be a good husband, which means make her happy. Yeah. So if I'm a good husband, she's happy, but I'm not participating in the relationship. Right. I'm not saying, okay, you need that from me and I need this from you. It's just, yes, dear, you're right. I'm sorry. I'll try harder, which is fucking sexy, right? <laughs> whenever we're like, whenever we're like sitting in a pile in front of our partner and we're like, yes, you're right. You're, you're so right. I, I will try harder. And then we want, and then we're like, so can we have sex now? And we wonder why she looks like she just threw up in her mouth a little bit. Right. Cause we're sitting there like cutting our own balls off here, honey, take these back. Cause I don't, I guess I don't deserve them and I'll try harder to earn them back. Rather than participating in the relationship, right? right? Okay, uh, you need me to meet that need for you. I need you to meet this need for me. So we Mm -hmm. don't have that reciprocation, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So then we start lying about stupid fucking shit. Hey, honey, I'll be home in 20 minutes when we fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no goddamn act of God going to get me home in 20 minutes. (laughs) Just Stupid shit. We're just like, we get to the place where we can't even say, 
yeah, I'll be home in an hour and a half. Or if I don't fucking know, like, I don't really know, you know. And it's like, no. So then we start hedging on shit. <laughs> well, I think we'll be done. And it's like, no, you fucking won't. <laughs> like, you know that. Your partner knows that. But you do that shit anyway. Yeah. And then I, but the fact that I'm not getting my emotional needs met in my relationship, I got to compensate for that somewhere. Mm -hmm. So then I want to meet my buddy for a beer and I want to stay fucking longer. Mm -hmm. And then I get a text message. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> be right there. And I, then I'm like back in this or I'm whatever it is. I'm, I get caught looking at some porn and I'm like, I'm sorry, you're right. I'll go to therapy now. You know, whatever yeah. those things are. And then the whole system ends up. And the unfortunate thing with when a guy comes to therapy in a scenario like that, right? He's already so buried in shame. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a fuck up. And, and his behavior has actually reinforced it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so then when you try to describe this paradigm, like, man up, dude, mm -hmm. your, your wife, your girlfriend, your whatever, she wants a fucking partner. Mm -hmm. She doesn't want someone that says, yes, dear, and then don't fucking do it. Yeah. Or you're right. I'll try hard. Like none of that is fucking sexy. Right. Right. The, the sexy comes from the confidence of you participating in a difficult conversation with her that says both of our needs matter. And I want to meet your needs when I can, if I can't, I'm going to be like, well, I can't fucking do that. Mm -hmm. I ain't going to some goddamn craft show, you know, <laughs> or whatever. I don't yeah. even know. Do craft shows even exist? Yeah. Anymore? And I've been to them because it was necessary. Oh, <laughs> You went to a craft show? Oh, it was worse. No, I, I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but you're having such a good time, I'm going to tell you. I, 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 we had a, my birthday party. <laughs> my wife says, hey, can we get together with three other couples and have a pottery-making thing for your birthday party? <laughs> I thought it was so funny. It's like... Well, yeah. You did it. You did it for the story. Please yeah. tell me. Oh okay. yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. respectable. Yeah, and and it was the story part was fun. You know, I mean, the fact that we're making pottery didn't matter, but the fact that we made a mess of this pottery place was good, okay. and that the three guys couldn't make the lump even stay on the table, much less make it into an ashtray. But if I would have come to you and said, "Hey, Greg, what do you want to do for your birthday?" Could you have even come up with go make pottery? I uh, know. No, okay, no. but I was just <laughs> I didn't know if that was like some deep thing that you. <laughs> no, no, and and I saw it coming because months earlier, it came out as, "Hey, look, you can you can have the place for an evening," you know, and people say, "Hey, you want to do that?" And I'm thinking, uh, "No, but you know, tell me more." <laughs> and they go, "Oh, we're doing it for your birthday." It's like I said no to begin with. <laughs> But it was good to get So ready. your response should have been, oh, well, we'll find something else then. Well, wait a minute. See, here are my options. Oh. I, I could sit at a little pottery thing, and they're all facing kind of crazy ways. So you didn't really have to communicate with anything but the person telling you you're doing it wrong. and then, Or I could sit around a circle and talk with everybody where I got to figure out how to get involved in small talk with five other people, which okay. I can't do. You, you that, that now makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, 
anyway, to go back to that point, so then when a guy gets in that place, and, and oftentimes, I will tell you, the I, probably, I may get in trouble for this, but the vast majority of guys that I have worked with you know, in 20 years are really good guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I've had my fair share of pieces of shit mm-hmm. and firing people from therapy I enjoy that more than I should. <laughs> yeah, I know you. But it's after an earnest effort of like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. Don't ever think that again. Do this instead and then not doing it. But anyway. Yeah. So, but you have a guy that's just a really good guy that's trying his fucking hardest to make his wife happy. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's the problem. You're trying to make her happy, and I one, it's beyond your control. Two, she yeah. probably doesn't want to be fucking happy all the time. She wants to be pissed off from time to time, and the fact that you put this expectation on her to be happy all the time gets her that much more frustrated, and she's mm-hmm. like, I don't want to fucking be happy all the time, and then it's like neither one of you are being the people that you want to yeah. be, and, and then getting a guy to, to self-assess, what do you want from this marriage? Well, I want my wife to be happy. That ain't a fucking marriage, bro. What do you <laughs> want from it? Yeah. Like, do you want to have sex nine times a day? If you want sex nine times a day, you got to go fucking talk to her about it. Mm-hmm. And you got to come from a place that I want to have sex with you nine times a day. <laughs> now, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle. <laughs> And I don't know what that middle is, but I know on my side or whatever, whatever that is, and I'm using a sexual reference because it's so hard for guys to talk to their wives about sex and to talk about their desires and what they not like, I don't know if she's going to go for it or not, but I know that you've got to be able to have the conversation that says, this is what I'd like. Mm-hmm. One of one of my ma- main exercises that I do, and this is your ball scratcher of the week. <laughs> All right, thanks. Is I have guys do an exercise where, and wherever they are in the, in the station of whether they're dating, marriage, get engaged, marriage. What's your ideal relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, what is your ideal relationship? And I talk about this distinction between abstraction and action and most most relationships get stuck in abstraction you know i want a loving relationship i want a supportive relationship you know i want a romantic relationship that's cool what the fuck does any of that mean because it's not actionable right right and so my perspective of romantic and what those actions romantic actions would look like may be very different from my partners, oh, yeah. but there may be some overlap there. Oh, you think that's romantic? Well, I think that's romantic too. Let's fucking do that. Yeah. So I push the guy. So I want actions like, you know, it, don't come back and say, don't give me that like fucking fairy tale response of, I want a loving relationship and I want to feel cherished and respect. And that's all cool. I'm not saying that those aren't great things, but you've got to push over into actionable mm-hmm. and, what I experience with most men is that they are so, okay, so one, they're already vested in success, power, and achievement, right? So the majority of their value comes from 
outside of the relationship. So then they come into the relationship disconnected from their vulnerable emotions, right? I don't have fucking emotional needs. What do you mean? <laughs> I need to take a shit, but I don't know other than that. Like, so they're, they're disconnected from that. And so they're not participating in the relationship at all. So they've reduced the relationship down to, I just want to make her happy. And so when they step outside of that and then they participate in the relationship, Let's build a relationship. Let's build a marriage that is our version of that. Yeah. Not your version of that, not my version of that, but our version of that. I've got to get out of that cycle of saying, you're right, I'm sorry, I'll try harder, and participate because she wants somebody in it with her. Yeah. Now, how to get a guy to do that without ending up in a ditch or a jail cell or something mm -hmm. that's so catastrophic, I mean, all I can do is beg and plead. If you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, <laughs> that's the Dunning-Kruger effect, okay? You don't know what you don't know. It's not that I'm a dumbass. It's... You just don't know beyond the scope of your own knowledge. Fucking go see a therapist. Get yeah. you a life coach. Shit, I don't care. Yeah. But hitch yourself to somebody who knows so that some of these things that we're talking about, like orientation to reality, authentic self, those kinds of things, that sound like a bunch of woo-woo bullshit within the success, power, achievement because they are in success, power, achievement paradigm. Go find out what they mean. Yeah. Like watch a TikTok video. <laughs> I don't know if that's a proper yeah. use of that. I got to get up to speed yeah. on what TikTok know. is, but that's kind of the latest. So if, I, if a guy is just experiencing frustration in a relationship or conflict in, uh, in his connection with his kids and his job and all that, it's like that ought to be enough for at least for him to seek help. It's like, this is frustration. And, and if he could back down the power part a little bit and say, you know, I, I don't need all the power here. I need to expose the fact that I don't know. I mean, I'm acting like, you know, that could happen. <laughs> it's just tough. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's such working in working with men. It is, it's that those areas right there, you know, the four conflicts that we have discussed, Success, power, achievement, lack of awareness of our vulnerable emotions, inadequate emotional and physical support from other men, and then work-home balance. Yeah. You can see how they're all interconnected mm -hmm. and how one attributes to the other. And then you have almost this perfect system that continues to keep us disconnected. Mm -hmm. And a guy saying, you know, can't wait to get home. I haven't seen my kids for three weeks in that system, mm -hmm. right? It makes sense. Unfortunately. It, I mean, it just, because I'm out here doing my success, power achievement thing, I'm disconnected from my vulnerable emotions. So I may All miss right. my kids. Uh, but I just go to the bar every night and, you know, drink a little extra. So I don't feel those vulnerable emotions mm -hmm. And I don't talk about it with other guys yeah, for sure. Right. You know, I just 
watch the baseball game with them at the bar or whatever. And then we talk about how we fucking killed it today and like, ooh, 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 <laughs> kind of shit. And then I'm then I'm back in that conflict of home life balance. Yeah. And disrupting that system is just, it's, the only thing that I would say is don't let a tragedy cause you to reassess. And the biggest tragedy that, that I have experienced in my life as a therapist is a guy that doesn't have much time left and he has committed his entire existence to that paradigm. And now when he doesn't have much time left and the clock is ticking, he's thinking, what the fuck have I done with my life? And what the fuck am I going to do now? Don't be that guy. Wow. That's heavy stuff. <laughs> From our small talk to uh, <laughs> don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. I know. Well, yeah, so if, if there's one thing we could do to encourage guys is just to reach out when, when just the frustration is showing up, you know, that's, that's a sign. Yeah. And try not to, resi- try not to resist the things that scare you. Courage can only exist where fear is present. And when for guys, when we, when we're fearful, we tend to do anger, you know? And so you can hear a discussion like this and it's, you're not even aware, aware of the fear, right? Because anger is what we call a secondary emotion. Something is behind the anger. Fear, sadness, rejection, insecurity. Yeah. We don't like that fucking shit, so we get angry. Yeah. You know, so you can listen to some stuff like this, and then that anger kicks in. It's like, that's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Those guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Maybe we don't. <laughs> but what if we do? Yeah. yeah. What if we do? Are you willing to risk wasting a life that we only get one shot at thinking that's bullshit. Yeah. It's up to you. That's good. And you know, if a guy is uh, thinking it's, it's too, like you say, woo woo to go to a counselor or therapist, uh, you know, we, we've got this structured in the, in the man-made course with that, that just forces you just to read questions and answer them and then talk with other guys. But it's more, it's more of a structured thing that you can, if you want to, you can feel disconnected. You don't have to have the vulnerable words immediately to do that. So if that's something, you know, maybe we could get some of these worksheets in the hands of listeners if, if you're hesitant to, to do anything further than that. Yeah, if you're interested, you want to know more about the man-made program, hit us up. That's always a place to that you can get some work done. And if not, keep listening to the podcast. As always, the first step in finding your balls is giving us a thumbs up, five-star rating. Mm-hmm. Subscribe, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. All right, man. Mm-hmm.